It's a Locked On crossover edition with Jeff Carr from Locked On Reds and Mike and John from Locked On Angels. Jeff's going to tell us why the Reds are a dangerous team, and we're going to tell him why Shohei Otani needs Mike Trout in this lineup. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And of course, the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. We love five stars. We are the Halo Bros. Anyway, so stars, Halo Bros, go together, right? And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB and enter our promo code LOCKEDONMLB and you're going to get a free white tech hat with any order. John has one. I have one. They're fantastic. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you that. Hey, thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. Hey, it's our second season of Locked On Angels and we're happy to be talking Angels baseball every Monday through Friday here for you wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, of course. Hey, you know, because of the rain delay postponement of Monday's game, we decided that instead of waiting till the series was over, why not get together with Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds, who we know and love. We're excited to get into that conversation. So let's get to that right now. Well, 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 we got Angel fans in the house. We've got Reds fans in the house. We got our good friend Jeff Carr, and and we're his good friends, the Super Halo Bros over from Locked On Angels. And if uh, if you're meeting us for the first time and you're watching Locked On Reds, my name's John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name's Mike, and that's my brother John. And we're so glad to be part of Locked On Reds, and we're glad to have Jeff here for Locked On Angels. What's going on, Jeff? Man, it's good to be back with you guys. I know that the Reds and the Angels have played a grand total of like a football season's worth of games against each other in their existence. <laughs> right. Yeah. But with this whole balanced schedule, we open up that door a little bit more. So I'm happy to see it. You know what I think a lot of people miss? They say like, hey, attendance is up like 9, 10% this season. And they're like, well, maybe it's the faster pace of play. Maybe it's more action, stolen bases and singles and stuff. Yeah. I, I think it's because everybody's playing each other at least once. This season, I mean, Mike and I, before the, all the rain out and stuff like that, we were planning on going to Angels Reds and and catching Ellie and those guys. Like, man, I want to see those guys play. Yeah, it makes sense, too, because, I mean, the way that the, you know, DH has come to the National League and a, a, as much as you can easily play everyone, like the whole two-league system and being separate and all this other stuff, it just doesn't make sense anymore. And yeah. I've heard some Reds fans that are mad about it, but let's be honest. If anybody's mad about the whole balanced schedule, it's because we're in the NL Central and we could have been playing a, a lot worse teams. <laughs> <a> lot <more. laughs> hey, yeah. those, those Brewers yeah. just swept the Rangers. So they, I mean, now, not that we're close, but they, they certainly did us a favor yeah. uh, this past weekend. But you're right. Uh, the, the Reds and the Angels, they played 16 games against each other. The Reds have an overall record of 6-10 and 10 against the Angels. Uh, the Reds have a two-game winning streak against the Angels. Last time they played was in 2019. They split a four-game set, uh, or they split games two and two, I should say, uh, with the home team winning all the home games that season. So that's the last time they faced off. It was four years ago, so uh, an exciting series. Hey, and, you know, before this series and before the whole balance schedule happened, when I always think of the Angels, I always think of, well, at least the Reds and the Angels have George Knox in common. Now, he's not you know, 
actually real, but angels in the outfield, you got to love the manager there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's not going to work on your immaculate grid. Sorry, friends. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff, tell us a little bit about the Reds. I know Ellie Dela yeah. De Cruz is a guy that everybody's really excited about. And I know Jonathan India is somebody that his name comes up a lot. We hear his name. So give us, uh, Angel fans, give us an idea of the team that we're about to play. So you won't be seeing India in this one. He's out. He's been dealing with plantar fasciitis in his left foot, and he's going to be out. There's some question as to how much of the season he's actually going to get to play when he returns. But Ellie has been amazing, and lots of folks want to harp on the strikeouts, and lots of folks want to harp on this or that when it comes to his game. But when you watch him, he's just so much fun. Mm. He in a moment's notice can take over a game, much like a couple of guys that are over there on the Angels side. And when you get to see things like the inside the park home run he had over the weekend, it was kind of a little bit of a little league inside the park. It hit off the wall and the Blue Jays had no idea what to do with it in the outfield. And then before <laughs> you know it, he's already scored. It took him 15.3 seconds to do that. No red has ever done that. I mean, the reds have been around for, I think, 150 Two fifty-three years now, and that's the fastest that anyone's ever done an inside the park homer. So, wow, it, he's just doing things on a daily basis that you can't not look away. Like you have to watch him whenever he's playing, and you also add into the fact that they've had Matt McLean come up, who. As, as electric as Ellie has been, Matt McLean has been electrically consistent. He is just very good at getting that clutch hit when you need him to. He is a solid glove. He did make an error the other day, but up until that point, it felt like he didn't know how to make an error. Like, he's just very solid defensively. Base running this team as a whole is going to be a problem. It's a problem for any team that they face. And now there are some games where, I mean, if you can get some really good defensive plays, some really awesome throws, you're going to catch the Reds because they're overly aggressive mm. and they dare you to make that play. But if you can make the play, you're going to find yourself getting an extra out where you didn't think you could because they're going to stretch that single into a double. They're going to go first to third on a single to the opposite field, maybe even to you know uh, the pool side if somebody's hitting that way. But I think overall, all the Reds are just going to be the kind of team that if you don't make unforced errors on yourself you've got a good chance to beat them that's the biggest reason that they couldn't beat the Brewers this year um, I know we just mentioned them uh, beating up on the Rangers but the Brewers just had the Reds number all season long hmm. and that's really kind of their next great step as a team. They've got all this talent, and they just called up Noel V. Marte, who's another amazing talent. But how does it all come together so far as discipline, strategy, understanding, situational awareness of the game? That's their next step. And there's probably going to be some plays that you're absolutely wowed by, and there's probably going to be some plays where you're just like, okay, I understand why Reds fans are a little bit worried about their playoff chances right now because we've seen it recently. They haven't been on the best of stretches. It seems like the uh, common denominator between the Angels and the Reds is that we're just calling up all of our good guys, all of our young yes. guys, right? So how many, how many of those guys that are called up right now did you expect to be called up this season? So the only guy, I will say this because I was golfing on Saturday, so I was <laughs> not ready for this. And whenever they called up Noel Marte, it kind of surprised me a little bit. I, he mm. was even a guy that, even if I was looking ahead to next year, I thought maybe they would slow play him. But the fact that they called him up now... He's uber talented, and he has set the minor leagues on fire uh, with lots of talent, lots of power. 
he's another guy that you're like, okay, he might be a little overly aggressive at the plate, and that could probably start to show through. But he's, you know, he got his first hit yesterday was a double. His first action on Saturday, he was a pinch runner, and he stole third. And, like, I don't even know. Uh, that's just a different level of competitiveness and, and, and athletic talent to be like, yeah, it's the first time I'm showing up at all. Let me steal third, which people don't do a whole lot of. So, hi. Uh, but, yeah, he is the one dude, I think, that kind of surprised me. Everybody else, I mean – for the most part, as, as, as much as we love to watch them play, there's a lot of folks that are just like, why don't we call them up sooner? But mm. uh, Noemi Marte is really the most surprising. I'm going to guess and say, or I guess that you would say Nolan Shanuel. Yeah, Nolan Shanuel was a uh, was a very, very big surprise for I us. I love the and aggressiveness, though. He, he actually, I think, is a hitter that we need. He reminds me of Luisa Rise with the Miami Marlins and – I also love the Zach Neto move from earlier this year because Neto has been not just great offensively, but also incredible defensively. He's really held down our defense. And in fact, I think they called up Neto just out of frustration because they had Renjifo there and Velasquez there. And they came off of a game where I think Renjifo made a couple of errors and I think they were just done with it. They were they were tired mm -hmm. of having somebody over there that didn't know what they were doing. And Neto is just so natural over there. And Shanuel at first base, we talked about this a couple of days ago on our pod, that his footwork at first base, you can tell when someone's put a lot of work in, but you can also tell when they're just naturally gifted. And Shanuel is both of those things. Would you say, John? Yeah, absolutely. And he, he worked this walk to get on base with the bases loaded for Otani. And that's when he hit the grand slam. And I, I said to Mike and our listeners on lockdown angels that if that's anybody else in the leadoff spot, it, it was two outs. He, whoever's up there gets the third out of the inning. Then Otani comes up the next inning with nobody on. And, right. and that's the difference between the mentality of, of, of Shanuel coming on this team and, and leading off the way that he has in just three games so far. Um, now, before we get to uh, where the Reds are coming into this series, let me just tell your your lockdown everydayers, Jeff, where the Angels are coming into this series. They've lost two out of three in their last three series. They are five and thirteen in August. Obviously, Otani has been incredible. He's dealt with some fatigue, and so he skipped a start. But the guys missed two games this season, um, and the rest of the team has not been great in terms of of supporting him and 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 doing what they need to do. Now the hope is that they can still get to the postseason somehow, but I don't see that. Mike isn't quite sure that's going to happen either. It would have to be an incredible run and Mike Trout might be back for tonight's game which we're all hoping for. But here's here's the most important thing especially for Otani. 46% of pitches thrown to Otani have been in the zone with Trout behind him in the lineup, 40% when he's not behind Otani in the lineup. So there's a huge difference between Trout being behind Otani and guys trying to get Otani out rather right. than putting him on and having to deal with Trout. And so that's going to be uh, an interesting dynamic to watch as we head into this series. Hey, the Angels and the Reds are at it tonight, 638 Pacific time. What's that for you, Jeff? 938? 938. Uh, yep, 938 I'm so Eastern. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gonna take a nap. Take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Reed Detmers versus Andrew Abbott. You, of course, can catch every pitch of the Angels and Reds hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. 
Just search up Angels or search up Cincinnati Reds. And coming up on Lockdown Angels, as we head into this series, Jeff is going to tell us what we can expect from the Cincinnati Reds. That's coming up in just a minute. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Bird Dogs. Guys, I don't know if you've ever um, felt a pillow uh, when you're walking on your butt, but it feels like <laughs> the absolute most comfortable thing in the world. Right. It's, it, it, when you put on a pair of Bird Dogs, it's you are ensconced in luxury. We're talking about <laughs> cloud-knit fabric, the kind of moisture-wicking material that didn't really exist until bird dogs put it into a pair of shorts That's and they right. make pants too so you know whenever the temperature finally decides to come down i'm not sure when that's going to happen but whenever it does cool down and turn into fall into winter bird dogs will still have you covered but as it's still warm go get yourself a pair of bird dogs today seriously i've never felt anything this comfortable and you can go anywhere with them you could lounge on the couch you could go golf you could go swimming in the same shorts you don't have to take them up you might have to dry them if you go swimming <laughs> bird dogs doesn't stay dry if you get them wet you do have to dry it's not, them off it's not but, like marty mcfly's shoes and back to the future or the jacket <laughs> right. right the self your jacket, jacket is now dry can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny if bird dogs is working on that technology but you should check them out today go to birddogs.com slash locked on mlb and with the locked on mlb uh Promo code, you can get a nice little hat like I'm wearing here today, this white tech hat with the Bird Dogs logo. It's, it's a very clean hat, and I'm very afraid to wear it where I might get sweaty and I might get it dirty, <laughs> but uh, check it out today. It's uh, birddogs.com slash MLB. Thanks for making Locked On Angels and Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. It's a crossover edition of Locked On Angels and Locked On Reds. And so you've got the Super Halo Bros here, John and Mike Frisch. And you got Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds. The Angels, of course, are back at it against the Cincinnati Reds tonight, 6.38 Pacific Time and 9.38 Eastern Time for you Locked On Everydayers on Locked On Reds. Now you can catch every pitch of each team's hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels or search Reds. All right, Jeff, we need some information about the team that we're about to play. Are they in a good spot? Are they not in a good spot? Can we hit them? Are we going to be able to hit with runners in scoring position? Probably not because the Angels How can't, are but... the Angels going to embarrass <laughs> themselves against the Reds this series? Like Thank you for getting really honest, John. That's really what it's about. <laughs> Jeff, tell us about the Cincinnati Reds. Well, it's ironic you said that the Angels are 5-13 and 13 in the month of August because the Reds are 5-12 and 12 in the wow. month of August. They awesome. just have played one less game. So it's, it's going to be a battle of two teams that fancy themselves playoff contenders a month ago, and now they're trying to figure out if they are for real in that vein. I know the ALS is a little bit tougher than the NL Central is, but the Reds here recently just got off of a, a tough homestand where they split a weird two game set with the Cleveland Guardians and then they lost two or three to the Toronto Blue Jays really felt like they had and probably should have won the second game against Toronto really felt like they did everything they could do to lose the first game against Cleveland so this team is so strange because it has figured out ways where in the month of June where they put together an amazing winning streak and they were just figuring out ways to win kind of feels like they flipped the script and they're figuring mm. out ways to lose they either don't hit don't pitch um and it's really one or the other it's not a thing 
where although Sunday's game was a lot of not pitching and a lot of not hitting, but there's been games where it's like, okay, they give up eight runs, but they score six. And you're like, if you would have scored six in the first game where you lost two to one, then you would have won. And then, yeah, it's just right. really annoying how they're figuring things out here because starting pitching has started to figure it out a little bit and they just got Hunter Green back. Now Hunter Green's first start back was awful and and very, very, very bad, but you can chalk it up to a little bit of rust. You can chalk it up to isn't pitched in like two and a half months in the major leagues and you could pitch all you want in the minor leagues, but that's not going to help you once you finally get to the bigs. And so you're like, okay, what does this mean? Because the Reds did finally move on from Luke Weaver. They gave a man 22 starts. He put together a six and a half ERA in those 22 starts. And I don't know what we were waiting for there. But finally, we figure that spot out. However, (laughs) now with the doubleheader, and you're going to see Andrew Abbott in this first game. Um, I believe Graham Ashcraft is slated to pitch on uh, one of the games on Wednesday. Going to have to see who they've got going in the other doubleheader part of this because... This pitching staff, while it's getting some guys back, still has some questions surrounding it, especially with the bullpen. The bullpen has just been so overused this year, and while it was the strength for the team in the middle of the summer, it has now become the biggest question mark. So when you get past the red starter, that's really where you're going to make your hay, and the biggest thing that has really plagued them hasn't necessarily been giving up the big hits. It's been walking people and Mm. then giving up one big hit but there's multiple guys on base and the opposing team is able to take advantage of that so what does this pitching staff do to quell the return of Mike Trout because everybody is worried about that in Reds land and then how can the lineup then kind of buoy the pitching staff and say let's get some consistency with it because yes they did score nine runs in their win against Cleveland but the rest of the games last week were all kind of a sludge through to see how many runs they can actually score where in the month of June and July it was kind of at will hmm is it just me Mike or does everything Jeff just said Remind you of the angels. I, I feel like we could copy and paste, man, because everything you said is exactly the struggles of the angels. I would say, and maybe I could ask this question. Do you think that that is just the youth and an experience with the Reds, or is it something else? I definitely would chalk it up to youth. Um, the the biggest factor for me, and, and people love to you know, put their own theories on this, but you're talking about a team that when Joey Votto's not in the lineup, the most experienced player on this team is Tyler Stevenson. Mm. Like, I mean, Kevin Newman's on the injured list. Uh, Jonathan India's on the injured list. Joey Votto will play against right-handed pitching. Um, it'll be at first base or DH. But now with Noel V. Marte up, and they're probably going to play him every day, if not four out of every five days, then that means the infield is going to probably be all rookies, where you've got Christian Encarnacion Strand at first base, you've got uh, Matt McClain at second base, Ellie De La Cruz at third base, and Noel V. Marte at third, or sorry, I think I said third base for two people. Anyway, yes, they're all in the infield. So there's going to be those days where they're just dazzling you, and then there's going to be days like they had on Sunday where it was error error extra baseman because of the uh, different errors and walks and all of a sudden they're down by five runs Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out how to get back and us reds fans are sitting here just like oh but 
this was all part of the plan. This was all supposed to happen anyway. It's just the ebbs and flows of a young team. Coming into the season, I, I mean, do you feel like you guys have, you know, outperformed the expectations? Oh, yeah, like, I mean, it's so exciting to see a young team like the Reds, especially for us who are, you know, safe and tucked away in the AL West, far and away from the NL Central <laughs> where, you know, the Reds could come to town and beat up the Angels every so often. But as baseball fans and and being on the outside looking in at the Reds, it's a really exciting time for you guys. And and I think Mike would agree too. Like it's just this is this feels like a whole new generation coming in in just this last year. Like between the Orioles and the Reds and just all of these exciting young talents coming up through the league. It's a really exciting time to be a baseball fan. So while we are not fans of the Reds uh, today and tomorrow, Mike and I will be fans of the Reds uh, for the remainder of the season. All right, Jeff, we want to let your Locked On Everydayers know at Locked On Reds who they're facing this week. And so Mike, you've Gotta got some uh, you've got some rundowns here. So why don't you go through that and then Jeff, you you fire away at everything that you need to know about the Halos. So Mike, why don't you start us out here? Jeff, you should be really excited that you're playing the Angels when you're playing them right now because this <laughs> team has been so good at helping other teams be so good. On paper, this team at the beginning of the year looked like a playoff team, especially compared to last year. Last year, they gave 1,800 plate appearances to people that would not qualify as an average Major League Baseball hitter. And yeah, so, sub uh, OPS plus of 100. So they were all under 100. Terrible, right? Whether it was weighted runs created plus or OPS plus, all under 100 last year. So our GM goes out and he gets a lot of depth, which is definitely needed. And then injuries just hammered this team. In fact, 18 of our opening day roster players have spent time in the IL. And so this team has tried as hard as they can to stay healthy. And even when they brought up somebody like a Zach Neto, he even went down with a back injury. And so it's just been who can play today and who can go today. And, and our bench guys that we relied on last year have been thrown back in again, which is part of the reason why the Angels have really, really struggled. Both of our highest paid players, Trout and Rendon, have spent time on the IL. I think Rendon, Johnny, is starting to become maybe a, a bad word in Anaheim. Oh, Would you yeah. agree? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, gosh, you, you'd think after two years of injuries, you're like, man, just so unfortunate. And and now here we are in year three. And, and the problem is, is that the Angels are a better team when he's on yeah. the field, when he's in the lineup and and his bat is in there. Maybe not as great as he's been when he was on the field in the last two years, which was very minimal time, but having him in that lineup changes the whole complexion of the Angels, but he's just not been there. And it's, right. it's and here's the thing. It's freak injury after freak injury after freak injury. Nothing this guy can control but there's starting to be a an, an attitude problem, Mike, would you say? Mm -hmm. Like just the way he interacts with the media and it's yeah. all a big joke to him. And that's probably just his personality. But man, it's frustrating as Angels yeah. fans. Yeah, he uh, actually said to Sam Blum recently, who is an Angel beat writer, uh, when Sam tried to get an interview, he just walked by and he said, I'm on the dead list. You can't talk to me. And, and then walked out. And again, I think everything is kind of like, ha ha, folksy, you know finger guns right and and yet <laughs> right. the fans are like 
It's not funny anymore, bro. And the issue that we've really struggled with is runners in scoring position. Everything that you mentioned in the last segment about the Reds, the Angels have done. They also haven't hit with runners in scoring position. And Rendon, when he's in the lineup, for whatever reason, they're actually a whole lot better. But him being out has made them a whole lot worse. Now, they did get Mike Moustakis, and Moustakis has actually played that veteran role that the Angels needed offensively and defensively. In fact, Johnny, the stat I think was that he has hit four three-run home runs, and I think I think three of them have given the Angels the lead in the seventh inning or later. That's right, and I think he's got, uh, I think, five out of six home runs, yeah, have either tied the game or yeah. put them ahead, which is really incredible. Um, and so, yeah, he's he's had a little bit of a renaissance here in Anaheim. Um, it sorry would have been they, nice had he done that in right. season. <laughs> um, that's right. Red. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure you've got questions for us and and maybe Reds fans are wondering what the heck is wrong with the Angels so you speak on behalf of your your listeners and viewers and ask away it's 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 ironic to see Moose again because we did see him when he was in Colorado as well the Reds yeah. DFA'd him very early on in the season they these last couple of years it's been intriguing to me that they've cut ties with guys like that but just get ready probably means Moose is going to hit another homer or two in the series he did so for the Rockies um <laughs> So looking at that's going to be kind of interesting to me. I think that you know with Trout returning, you're you're now got your your lineup, um, your lineup protection for Shohei Otani. Like when you look at the other half of the lineup, obviously Otani is going to be the big bopper there in the top mm-hmm. half. Bottom half of the lineup, who's the most dangerous guy? Oh man, I mean it's supposed to be Renfro, but okay. he he has not hit with runners in scoring position this season and so yeah looking down that lineup i mean moniac has kind of been in the middle of the order uh for a while that might change with trout coming back he might drop a little bit lower i think they really like shanuel leading off and so that might stick uh especially the way that he gets on base uh but yeah mike who do you think is a threat past you know number four in the lineup I would say Randall Grichuk because he has been terrible since we got him, and and so is CJ Crone. Now he's on the IL. Remember I mentioned injuries? Uh, he's yeah. on the IL as well. And so, uh, but Grichuk is starting to heat up a bit, and I think that you'll, you're going to see maybe that bat heat up in this series. Plus, defensively, he's robbed a home run. He's made some diving plays, which is a dramatic difference between him and Taylor Ward. Ward is out for the year, got hit in the face, unfortunately. And Ward offensively is pretty good, but defensively, he plays it safe and Grichuk doesn't play it safe. And what we've seen recently is that he is somebody that will go for that ball, make the dive, jump over the wall, those types of things. But with the bat, I think that he might be somebody in the bottom of this lineup. You got to be really, really careful with. That's an interesting thing because two of those names, Grichuk and Renfro, the Reds are used to seeing in different uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Renfro with the Brewers and Grichuk with the uh, Cardinals once upon a time. I know he's been in Toronto for a minute there, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Red's pitching is able to kind of navigate the lineup. But with this first game coming up, Reed Detmers, I mean, dude really loves to throw no hitters every so often. So <laughs> what should we be expecting opposite Andrew Abbott, which it's going to be a rookie and Abbott on the mound too. You know, Detmers succeeds when he's not trying to throw uh, a really hard slider. He's, he's, he's upped his fastball velocity this season. And his slider was also up in velocity to start the season, but he's found that if he can separate those speeds more, he gets a lot of swings and misses and and gets a lot of strikeouts. Mike and I took issue with the fact that because he was struggling, the coaching decided to try and see if he could work more 
uh, pitch to contact stuff. But if, if you look at his baseball savant page, everything is, hey, he succeeds with swing and miss and whiff rate and strikeout rate. But if hitters make contact against him, all of those numbers are to the left and, and blue on baseball savant because they make really good contact. So Detmers is going to need to induce swings and misses. And if the Reds are going to have success against him, it's all about making contact against Detmers. That's going to be an interesting matchup for me. And and then whenever the Reds get into the the Angels bullpen, it's it's something that here recently they've tried to up their patience, but it feels like if they're down by multiple runs, the Reds have kind of a overly aggressive approach. They're trying mm-hmm. to get back and, and and I always say, you know, they're not trying to get that one hit. They're trying to make up the gap with the playoff race with one swing and it's just mm-hmm. like you can't do that. They get a little bit overly aggressive. Has the bullpen been very swing and miss, or is it what what's its what's its MO for the Angels? The bullpen has been very hit and miss. And so if you actually <laughs> get Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, and Carlos Estevez in that order, it means the Angels are up and they're actually going to be really good. But then when you see like when the Angels are struggling, it's when they are not getting those swings and misses, especially Carlos Estevez. He is high in the strike zone, and if his fastball is spotted well, he'll do well, but he has really struggled, especially in this month. His ERA is over 14. He's really, really struggled, and so it just depends on, I guess, the day and depends on their mood. That's really what it's been with this bullpen. You're just not sure what you're going to get. Either it's fantastic and you're celebrating or you're putting your head on your forehead going, oh, this is happening again. (laughs) Well, hey, this was a a really fun crossover. Um, We're so glad to be part of Locked on Reds, and thanks for coming over to Locked on Angels. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, look, like, I would love to see our Halos be successful, but I I do want to continue to root for the Reds because they are just a fun team to watch. So, Jeff, thank you for being here on Locked on Angels. Thanks for having us on Locked on Reds. Absolutely. And looking forward to interacting on Twitter because I know that Reds country is going to be kind of sleepy for some of these games. So it's going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, just kind of tweeting about the games with you guys. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, the Angels are playing, we're, we're pretty sure, are playing the Reds tonight at 638. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to catch up with you there. If you have any questions, comments, you can always reach out to us on social media. Comment below the video on YouTube. If you're watching on the video side, we'd love to hear from you there as well. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, Reed Detmers was so good in his last start, so we hope that he replicates that tonight. And we're going to share one thing that we hope he does in this start that he did in his last start that actually made him successful. We'll talk about that tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. All right, looking forward to that conversation. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.